Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. You ever felt like an outsider where you didn't fit into whatever setting? Maybe you weren't picked. We had a talk with uh, one of our kids this week, and they said they, when they go outside at recess, they're not picked to play football or basketball, and they just walk outside at recess by themselves. And, and uh, I couldn't help but think, man, that's why the church exists, is for moments like that. Because when God's call comes, everyone gets to play. He wants everyone on the team. He wants everyone home. He wants everyone in the family. No matter where we come from, no matter what we've done, he can make us brand new. And so feeling as an outsider, I think, is a common thought, a common feeling. And today, if you feel as an outsider, I want to invite you, today's a message, to lean in. And if you have a passion to reach those that feel as outsiders, I would also encourage us to lean in. In fact, I want to open up in prayer to ask the Holy Spirit to mess up some of our boundaries where maybe we saw things as city boundaries or state boundaries um, or national boundaries, but maybe today we'll start to see those boundaries a little wider and we'll have a global perspective. God, we pray today that you will do what only you can do. You'll speak uniquely to each one of us. I pray that you shake us up. Shake all of the junk out, all of the, the residue that's tried to, you know, put layers on us. It's felt the, the heaviness of the world, the shame, the insecurity, the doubt, the frustrations, the hurt, the pain, the sickness. Today, I pray that we will get outside of ourselves. We will get outside of the box that we too often feel comfortable to live in, but that you are so big, you are so vast The universes describe and declare who you are. That's how great you are. And today we pray that we will be able to zoom out side of ourselves to see what you want to do. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. We're landing this plane for this series and I am asking the Holy Spirit to seal something today where... He'll preserve, he'll preserve what the world would love to mock. He'll preserve this innocence that says anyone can still be reached. He'll purify our motives that we don't have to do things on the side of God, but we can do everything with God. But we'll humbly say, God, what do you want for your glory? I want to take us to a text in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23 through 33. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let, not, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience. So in other words, wherever you're going... It's okay, God's with you, even if it's not a specific diet that fits our religious sect or our belief that we can now get outside of our spheres. And when would be the time we say no? 
well, we're not there yet unless someone's offering a food up to an idol. They're declaring that. Then we are like, no, 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 no. But we're declaring that the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. This is huge for Christians. That Christians don't see church separate from our day to day. That church is a continuation of what we do and how we live and it's framing and shaping and teaching our day to day. And our day to day, it's not so separate that we have to have, to have a kind of two lives or live, you know, with a mask and, and, um, and feel so outside in, in both spheres. That this setting feels outside to our day to day and then our day to day feels outside of here. But then we start to see God just blowing all walls and breaking down any barriers to just say, man, I am there. I'm Emmanuel. I'm God with you. The whole earth is mine. You know, sometimes we don't know how to answer this question. You know this question? If you hang out or you go different places throughout the day, the question is, uh, we've, we all hear it several times in the day, how you doing? How you doing? What, what do you say after you've heard that 45 times today? How you doing? Well, if you say you're, what you're, if it's bad, uh, I don't, yo, like, sorry, I wasn't trying to get all that. <laughs> Keep it moving. Or you just say good. And I know what, the reason we're asking that, here's the reason we're asking it, because it's interchangeable for, hi, I see you. And if we start to then see that, well, that's what really people are meaning. And even in church, because we could kind of put that wall and that formality, like, how you doing, how you doing, how you doing? But no, when, in church, we actually come with our hurts. We take our masks off and we're, we're vulnerable. We still might say, hey, how you, how you doing? But we're, we're coming here to, to, to believe that the Lord's going to do something unique today. Today. To empower us today. Like, we need the Holy Spirit today. 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 Because the whole earth is the Lord's and how much more when we're coming together in his name. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. And it continues, but if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for the sake of conscience. I do not mean your conscience, but his. For why should my liberty be determined by someone else's conscience? So what this means is, you know, um, there's, there's debate of what, uh, can Christians do yoga? Can Christians go different places? And it's like, it's such a shallow conversation because Christians can do anything. Now, there's certain things that don't reflect the glory of God, and that's a greater conversation. And that's the question we should ask. But we, we, our, our conscience shouldn't be tainted by someone else's experience or whatever. And then now we start to get the benefit of what's taking place in different settings. Because different settings are starting to really show us more nuances of who God is. So we're not afraid of a science community. We're not afraid of any specific health communities. And the only time we literally just say, hey, we're out, is if someone says, hey, I need you to bow and denounce Jesus. Oh, we don't bow to another God and we don't denounce Jesus. But since we roll with Jesus, we can go anywhere because all authority on earth and heaven has been given to him. So this is huge. This is a game changer because now our work, our home, our, our every place, we start to then say, man, God, how do you see this setting? What do you want me to do? So I don't have to hide things from him. I can bring it all into him. If I partake with the thanks, thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? And then this is the part. I read all that backdrop for this verse right here. This is, this is what I want to get us here, right here. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, we've heard this many times, do all to the glory of God. Pause. 
the question comes down to, am I doing this for the glory of God? Am I using my phone to the glory of God? Is my relationships to the glory of God? Is my friendships to the glory of God? Is my business transactions to the glory of God? Is my educational motives to the glory of God? And everything, is it to the glory of God? And now, because we are humbly saying, you're in charge and your ways are better. And I believe that you're a better planner. You have GPS that never fails. Your service is never out. So therefore, I'm not afraid to bring it to you, even though you might tweak me sometimes, but it's good. It's good. And that's hard. But you know what? It's so When I um, was 15, I, man, I started partying like crazy. I was obsessed with getting high. And I loved the thrills, like the thrill of whatever. I mean, it started at a young age, video games, Nintendo, 1988, I'm playing Mario. It probably started at five because I was playing Atari 2600. Probably started before that because I wanted to go to the NBA at like three, you know, I'm playing around the world on a Nerf hoop with my dad. I mean, the thrills was what it was all about. Never consistent, sustainable anything. It was all about just how do you get the highest energy feeling dopamine release now, right? And then just give it to me, give it to me, whatever it was. And then from 15 to 22, drug after drug after drug after drug after drug. And then what I found was it never, it, it never fulfills fully. And then recently I got a filling redone. And uh, when I was getting a filling redone, they was like, yo, you want some nitrous? And I felt the grace of God was like, dude, receive it. Like, just because I was like, wait, nitrous? Like, whoa, you know, you want laughing gas, they said. I was like, yo, I remember doing whippets when I was a kid. And I was like, this ain't good, you know? I was like, this is going to get crazy. And then part of me, I'm like, I'm like wrestling with this. I'm like, dude, I've been sober for 17 years. What the heck? You know, and I'm like thinking through all this. And it, the Lord was just like, man, it's a, it's a gift to sit back and enjoy. You're at the dentist. They know what they're doing. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. And so I started enjoying the ride for a minute. I'm hanging out. I got the Laffy Gas experience. About seven, eight minutes in, I'm like, this is sweet. And then about from eight to, to, to roughly 22 minutes, whenever they got done, I wanted to be sober so bad because I hadn't been impaired in so long. And I say that because when we're impaired, we don't even recognize the beauty of what it's like to be sober but it takes a minute to detox, to have a sober. And sober isn't just like whether we get drunk or high. Sober is clear thinking, to like think in the way that the Lord is shaping us to the glory of God and to think sober. And you know what happens? Yeah, maybe when it, it, if you were to do a drug and like maybe the high is like really high, like boom. But like we know the floor is really, the floor is down too. But like there's something just beautiful about life and feeling the pain and just going up and down and like, and just embracing that. And I can, I say that, I use it as a, just a simple illustration to say, man, to the glory of God, your mind, your body, your soul, whatever you do, it's better. I want to encourage us. It's better. It's better. I did feel the invitation knocking on the door was like, oh man, let's keep going. You know what I mean? Like, like turn it up, turn the nitrous up. Because the other guy, I mean, the guy, the, the other guy is just nonstop, okay? The other guy never stop. But after you do funeral after funeral for your friend, there's a reason why. Some people can sustain it, but others can't, you know what I mean? Like some people can just have a little bit, and that's cool, like props to you. But most of the people I've come from, they, like when they start something, it leads to death. It's for sure, like literally, right? And for some of us, we got to quit believing the lie. The enemy's been trying to knock us out the whole time. Let's just let's name it for what it is. And let's start asking the question, how do I do it to the glory of God? Because I don't have to hide that thought outside of him. He knows my tendencies. He knows I love thrills. He knows that I'm tempted in certain ways. He knows. 
Guys in the room, he knows if you notice if a woman's hot, he already knows that. You might as well say, yo, she's hot. Like, how do I deal with that? You know, it'll probably be like, it's all good. Just keep, I made her in her image. Like, keep flowing. Keep rolling. If she ain't yours, that's a sister in the Lord. You know what I mean? Just keep it flowing. Like, we don't, if we don't talk about them here, where are we going to talk about them? So this is whatever we do, we do it all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or Greeks or to the church of God, just as I try to please, as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. That's the whole point of all of this. We are saved, and therefore we want others to be saved. I want to show a video from John Mark Comer. Uh, we got some books here that have influenced city life, and this is one of the books that has highlighted what we were feeling and praying and uh, just years and years of, of stretching the boundaries that Sunday isn't the only day God moves, that God is present all the time, right? He, 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 he's just so good. And he wrote a book called Garden City. I would encourage you, if you've never read that book, man, put that on your list somehow. Uh, there's a free account you can get called Hoopla. If you have a library card, you can download an app called Hoopla, and you can get audiobooks there. And I'm, I, it might be on there. I, I would think it probably is. But at the very least, the book's title's name is Garden City. And here's, he's talking about some outside perspective of even how we look at the text here. Check this video. I feel like if we're following Jesus well, both the left and the right will be angry with us. <laughs> Maybe that's just my own, like, psychosis. I don't know. But, yeah, I think... I grew up in a conservative culture, more on the right, and um, I can tell you everything that's wrong with it and everything that's right about it. Right. And uh, more, the older I got, the less it worked for me. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of my friends, then the pendulum goes to the other side and um, step out of that kind of a church expression into the progressive vision, which usually means stepping out of church because progressive theology can't seem to keep church around it. And so I would, with a lot of humility, argue that progressive theology kills church long-term. It kills faith long-term. It kills discipleship to Jesus long-term, especially if you don't even believe that the writings of the New Testament and the four Gospels are in any way, shape, or form authoritative if you're where, you know, Bell is or something like smart, thinking, well-written person, but who doesn't believe that the New Testament is Scripture, doesn't meet, believe that to follow Jesus you need to um, live under the authority of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's a whole other world that I think takes you not only past church, I think it takes you past discipleship to Jesus. So what I'm fighting for, and maybe it's idealistic, but is a, a third uh, option C, mm. a kind of third way that transcends the liberal conservative divide that still takes the Bible, a lot of this has to do with how you read the Bible, mm -hmm. that still takes the Bible very seriously as scripture, but also as literature and is open to hard conversations and to nuance and reading the Bible in context and all of that. But it's at the end of the day still really serious about following the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth and the claim that he is Lord. You know, what he's saying there is this. He's saying um, that you don't have to be hard right or hard left. You don't have to be so futuristic that you leave behind Jesus. In fact, that there's this new approach that you can you can bring everything to God and you can start to read in, in context that God wants you to experience things in a way that he wants to fully engage our triune nature. He wants to engage our head. He wants to engage our heart. He wants to engage our hands. He wants our, our logos, our pathos, our ethos to be connected and that, that zooming out and seeing Jesus in, in a um, maybe a wider range will then start to help us 
deal with some of these things that we don't know how to process, whether, man, God, I like this certain style of movie, or I have these interests from a hobby, and I, I don't know if this church would endorse it. And I remember driving home with a kid from uh, Eastern High School after tutoring, and, and we're in the car, and I'm talking to him, and I said, hey, bro, like, you make rap music, right? Oh, yeah, I make rap music. I was like, oh, that's so dope. And I said, bro, have you ever thought about making rap music for God? And he goes, yo, no, the only pastor I ever talked to about rap music, he said he hated it. And I thought, oh, no. Now, in the pastor's defense, I wasn't there for it. Maybe the conversation didn't go that way. But that's definitely how he took it. And I think that's how a lot of our kids, unfortunately, their hobbies have been shunned by the church so bad that, you know, you got stories like Christopher Peters up here. You know, he was playing a remixed version of a song when he was 13 years old. And they, they kicked him out of church. And they said, that's devil music. And then literally, his mom didn't know if she'd ever see the day when he's going to play music again. And then it was like, what, 40-something years later, she saw the day where he's playing music here at City Life, like, you know what I mean? And it took that long of redemption from one point of like, 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 like a stiff arm to say, no, 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 God can't use that. And I think before we say in the name of the Lord, we got to be really careful that we actually know what we're saying. We might be saying in the name of Jerome, like that's Jerome's preference. But the Bible gives a wide range of who God can use. I mean, he's using some crazy stuff, man. He's using Rahab. He's using like, you know? He's using the weakest in the family. He's using unlikely people. So as outsiders, we should be like, all right, I'm on team Jesus. And then when we find out team Jesus loves his church, then we start to understand, oh, man, this is just a really messed up family, but we're all in it together. You know? And it's neat. So I want to show us how God wants to connect all parts of our beings. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, it says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. If you don't know Jesus today, I believe his call is to choose each one of us today. I believe that. He's pursuing us. He loves us. He created all of time for this moment, such as a time as this. Because our gospel, remember we watched that video, gospel, came to you not only in word, this is really important, word, the logos, the lagos, depends on how you pronounce it, that, that, that it's connected with our heart, our head, I mean, our head, like connected here. But also in power in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. And you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake. Look at this, power and in the Holy Spirit. That means emotion. Heard a preacher say recently, it's, it's not God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Scriptures. It's God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which will weird some people out. Because, well, I don't know, what's the Holy Spirit doing? The Holy Spirit's doing crazy work all the time. Speaking to people, waking people up in dreams, like giving people words. And, but also, so there's some people that, well, sometimes we're, we're, we aren't turned into the wrong frequency. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's, you know, that's another spirit. And, that's, and I think a lot of times we've seen this. We have a far extreme right or a far extreme left. We don't know what to do with it. But God wants the word, our head to be fully engaged. He wants power. He wants our emotions. And he also cares about what kind of people we are that carry out his message, the ethics of it. So it's all connected. Oh, it's, it's all connected. We better practice what we preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not perfect. He is. But we better practice what we preach. And we're okay. We can fully engage. And look at this. I want to show you this diagram. 
You guys still with me? You guys still with me? All right, all right. Let's go. So the, the, the word right here, the logos right here, that God wants to reach us with our logic and our reason. So it's okay. If you're a thinker and you've always struggled academically, you say, I don't understand. Can Christianity handle my questions? Yup. But I'll tell you this, though. Whatever worldview you're studying, ask the same crazy questions. It's funny how the questions we ask about Christianity, if, we, if, if, if the fraction of the questions we asked about Jesus, that we asked about any other institution, they would already be done. You know, you couldn't be, just be consistent in your logic. That's all I ever want. You know what I mean? If we're going to go to a university, like, know their, know their game plan too. You know, and that's dope. And if we do, then let's start having the toughest of conversations. That's what John Mark was saying. We can have the toughest conversations. Let's go fully in. But then also, hey, guess what? There's this thing called emotions. It's okay. We don't have to have only churches that are just logical. And then we don't have to have only churches that are straight emotional. Have you ever realized that God reaches different people differently because we're different types of people and that's okay? Because some people are way more emotional. Come on. Come on. If you're an emotional person in the house, you better have grace for everybody around you, you know? But if you're an academic person in the house, it's never going to be good enough for you, you know? Show me the syllabus. I want to see the instruction manual. But then here, there's this third tier that says, is there credibility for the people on stage? Are they living it? And that's very important too. You know, many of the world, I believe, hasn't even accepted Jesus because, like, our, wit- our testimony, like, stinks. You know? And it's one thing to wrestle, but there's another thing to just embrace. It's one thing to go out in the club and just be like, dude, I'm failing. Like, this sucks. Help me. And there's another thing that's like, yo, like, in the club, you know, Like there's another, there's two dichotomies. Because why? This is a triune being. God wants to engage all of it today. Maybe for some of us, we got to think a little bit more. For some of us, maybe feel a little bit more. Go back to when we're five. Let's go back there. Let God, come on. Every weird sign and wonder you saw doesn't mean it's fake. Doesn't mean it's fake. It's real. Holy Spirit's real. There's power. There's healing. Just because you saw one bad example doesn't mean everybody's bad. You saw one distorted minister do something crazy. <sighs> Come on, ministers I know, they're dying to self at a high, high level. High, high level. You don't just sign up to, it's not like you put in your resume to be a pastor. It's like you get invited to death, burial, and resurrection. And the pastor thinks God wants to reach the city, but then God has this cool kind of trick. He wants to reach the pastor. And he knows there's all in their seat that will sanctify him like that. So he calls these people that think they can do things on their own a little bit and they want to reach other people, i.e. me. And then he pours them out and he's like, yo, you're never going to be able to do it. You're going to have to count on me like crazy and you're going to have to count on people and you're just going to be so out there and you're going to be front row to the worst moments and front row to the best moments in people's lives. But you get to feel a glimpse of how I operate all to empower people. Come on, do it. And it's like, all right, yeah. Right? And let's do it. We need some pastors to raise up in this room, but we also need some artists, more creativity, more business owners. Start seeing everything we do, whatever we do, to the glory of God. To the glory of God. I want to show us some examples of some cool stuff that's outside maybe the, the, the template of church, but that's happening in this church right here. The last few weeks we've been, we've been spoiled getting to Listen to people's gifts, and we're going to watch a uh, video clip of uh, a video 
photographer, producer, director, story writer, all kinds of goodness. We'll get to see a, a metal band clip. I'm going to tell you who that is, and then I'm going to show you some graphic design, and then lastly, and what's going on in church. I want to show you this video here, and I'm, and I got to give a kind of a, a warning, I guess. Like the, the the content's a little graphic, but it would definitely pass through a commercial for PG-13 because I took out anything maybe that would you would be, deem is like too far out there. But I want to show it because I know this individual, and we've had very tough conversations about all kinds of content. And it's willing, he willingly asks, hey, I want input. Do you think this is too far? And, and, but what I love is he's trying to go into spaces and places that people won't go to tell the truth and be a representation of Christ. And he, ha- he likes a certain style that might be a little bit harder to a conservative audience, but it's so beautifully used. And he's gifted as a mug. Anyway, so I'll expound on it in a minute, but just check this clip out. This is what I brought you, this you can keep This is what I brought you, may forget me I promise to depart, just promise one thing Kiss my eyes and lay me to sleep This is what I brought you, this you can keep This is what I brought you, may forget me I promise you my heart, just promise to sing That's a few clips from Strike to Burn Productions. Travis Hayward, who's been a longtime member here at City Life, longtime friend, and he's produced music videos for us. He's produced many uh, videos here at the church. And what I love, though, is God's gifted him in such a way that he's not afraid to go after very tough and aggressive stories. And I love knowing that there's Christian representation pursuing marginalized media. Not just marginalized, like, people, but like also marginalized content. So the church could instantly see content and be like, oh, okay, that's instantly bad. When, but like, look, I bet half this room went and saw Joker. People are, I bet we've seen some crazy R-rated movies this week. But I would love to know that there's more people that actually have intentionality behind their pursuit of that tier of people. And one of the things I've loved about Travis is he'll ask me, is this script too intense? How do you think this could lead to people? There's been times when he's turned down working with certain people because the ethics wasn't there, didn't believe in their vision. And I love that because we have people that are willing to go and make movies and write stories for the glory of God. Like what? Like that's exciting. And I can speak confidently because I know him. He's my friend. I get to be his pastor too. It's like double bonus is super cool, right? He wouldn't tell you, but he's in the back of service. He's right in the back there. Say hi, Travis. Come on. There you go. There's Travis. There's Travis. Low key. Come on. Give it up for Travis. Super gifted. Super talented. I want to show you this next video. This is of Jacob Weston.
it's super dope. So Jacob, he was leading worship with you guys today. And that's his choice of music. He was playing bass. He dumbs it down so we can all sing along. Like metal is one of the hardest genres to play. But instantly we hear it, we're like, oh, no. God couldn't be moving through that. But we got to be careful. What about if it's a person you love that actually loves that and uses it to glorify God? Ooh. And now it's a kid that likes a certain way of life, you know, like skating, all kinds of things. And the church would say, oh, no, that's just, hey, that's over there. That's grunge. I can't do that. That's alternative. Nope, nope, got to be over there. What does it start to look like? We start to say, hey, bring our kids in and we listen to them. Say, what do you like to do? Okay. And then how can we do that to the glory of God? See, art never goes above God. But God is often outside of our box. So we got to think outside so therefore we don't live in one. As we were, that's the whole point of this. That's why when, we, when you heard Solo on the panel talking about his organization with Outside In and how he books artists and gives them places to speak and, and perform and share their content in ways that they never w- would feel comfortable otherwise. They're, they're communicating so beautifully. And so let's not miss the beauty of how God's... And we're just... Everything we've heard right now is English. There's this other thing called other languages. We have a nationalism perspective you know, if somebody comes in performing in other languages, we're like, oh, that's cool. Like, I don't get it. But what would it look more like to say, what are they doing? How do I enjoy? It's a total different entry point, And it's so good, so good. So I love that Jacob loves to play metal. And uh, I'm grateful that he likes to play bass for the worship team, too. And we can sing along like, holy, holy. I would love to hear if you just come out with like, holy, you know, holy. I'll be like, tweet online, City Life, Google review, like one star. I'm not sure what's popping there, you know. <laughs> so, how about that? Uh, anyways, next up, we got Caitlin. She's behind, you often see her behind the computer screen back there. But she's, desi- she's a designer to the glory of God. She's, she's created, so she believes that she's called to get creative. And she creates, look at these portraits she created of different people. She also created our campaign when we moved from on the east side, when we were at Pattengill, which is now eastern. And we were nervous, you know, moving our church after the first year, after we prayed. We're like, yo, God's church is unstoppable. We need a campaign. She created the whole unstoppable campaign. She's doing the great graphics you see here and this is also a great plug to say she would love to train more people behind the computer so don't be afraid it's not that much pressure i only jump around from some slides you'll figure it out so you can join the dream team today and then be a part of the thank you dream team night next month that's k ray come on look at it look give it up for her look at this design this is kraydesign.com so the, the travis what's your website do you have one He's still working on it. Strike the Burn Productions. Jacob, what's the band name? Where's Jacob? It's No Way to Live, right? No Way to Live. So you can look him up on IG and then kraydesigns.com. And then lastly, I, we, we had Below the Stacks here um, before they launched uh, the, the whole mural festival. And I want to show you just some of the pictures of what, what, what is there. Like, look at just the beautiful art in our city. And I want you to know, like, a lot of the people that were involved, they were people doing this art to the glory of God. And one story I want to highlight was Royal Dog. He, I don't have the portrait there, but behind on Michigan Avenue, the city rescue, you know, the city mission, in the alleyway behind there is a huge portrait of his wife. 
And in the bottom right-hand, left-hand corner is his theme verse. And it's John 8, I can't remember exactly, but it's, the, it's a verse about the bride of Christ. Well, he drew his bride, his theme verse is about the bride of Christ. And I loved it because I felt like the Holy Spirit encouraged me. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See how his bride is in an alley hidden behind the city rescue mission? Like most people wouldn't find it and, and think like, why would you put this beautiful thing in an alley? It's like, no, no, no. My people that feel as outsiders, they're never outsiders. I'm always working through the alleys and I'm always working through the church. And my, the church looks hidden and it doesn't look like it's always doing a big thing, but it's doing a really, 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 really big thing. And it's the thing and it's awesome. And I want you to love my bride that way and also love your bride that way. And it was so cool hearing his story because he's third generation in the ministry. His dad's a pastor, his grandpa's a pastor, but guess what? Now he's a pastor with paint cans. In this place today, take off the lid. God wants to use all of our likes, all of our interests, everything to the glory of God. Not all of us may be pastors, not all of us may be worship leaders, but all of us can do whatever we do to the glory of God. I want to close this here in a clip. Um, you might have heard the talk of the town, the talk of online, the talk of the world. Uh, it's this dude named Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere right now, okay? I want to give us some context of what in the world's going on. If, if you don't know what's going on, I'll, hopefully maybe you'll figure it out. But uh, check this video out. Are you, um, I, I want to say I yeah. love the fact that my daughter wants to go to church. And her, she has such a positive thought association to go into church because it's outside of the traditional four walls and outside of the pews. And now that God has called me and I've, I now have given my life to Jesus Christ and I work for God. Um, now we have Christian innovation in our time. There was a time when the Medici family and all the greatest artists did work for the church. And now it seems like all the best designs and everything have this adult edge to it. And I have a family, I have four children. I've been married for five years. And the perspective, <laughs> because you asked me a question last year, did, you know, did having a daughter uh, change my life? And I've completely turned around from what my perspective was last year to where it is now. And I, I feel like there's so few individuals in a position like mine to be able to give their opinion and stand up and say that this is what family is about. And I feel that God is using me and using the choir and using my family to show off because it's like all these things. How many things in your life where it's like this isn't in service for God, but it seems like you're going to get more out of it. This is where you're going to get the better job, better cars, all this. But we're in complete service to God. And you the feel business born is again? thriving. The, the, you feel yeah. born again, Kanye? Yeah. You feel uh, like, yeah. would you consider yourself to be a Christian music artist now? I'm just a Christian everything. Uh-huh. Everything. everything. Yeah. I don't know who, not a better answer than that, huh? Christian everything. Do I? Have, they, that's cool. I'm getting a little keys because I want to, you know, the logos, but I want to make sure the pathos is here, the emotional side of it. And then the ethos is, um, yeah, I think, I think we're living it. So uh, here's my heart as we close this series. 
it's not a series. These are, these are just continuation stories of whatever kind of book we pick up of something God wants to continue to write further and put a deeper root on. He wants us to keep being creative. He wants us to keep, you know, creating businesses. He wants us to keep working and loving our families and all of that. And, and none of it's ever above him. It's just an extension of who he is and, and a reflection of who he is. And it never, it never trumps the, 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 the gospel. It never supersedes the gospel. It just never overrides that. And the gospel is simply like all of us are dead in sin. We can't make ourselves right. But when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we can be made brand new because of his life and his sacrifice. He's perfect. And by his grace, it's a gift. I don't have to earn it. Um, I'm never going to be good enough. But when I receive it, I, I get to share in all of his reward. I get, I'm, I'm in his inheritance. I'm an heir. I'm in. I got an intimate relationship, intimate access with the creator of the universe. And... You know, the enemy's been plagiarizing. He can't create. The enemy can't, he can only pervert and distort. He can't create. He, he always wants to take the spotlight. And here's the thing about Kanye. For some of us, we feel validated right now where I've been noticing online, there's pastors that even are like, yo, I got to repent because Kanye, you know, is inspiring me more than like some of my content or, you know, musicians are like, I, you know, I, I haven't said that much Jesus stuff in a long time. And, and here's the thing. Some artists will say Jesus every sentence, and some artists, artists never will, and they'll just be like, to the glory of God. The key is you got to know your lane. So Kanye doesn't validate us any more than this, this didn't validate us. Do you guys remember this one? You know, like the little bit of that, the Tebow, the prayer thing, you know, like the whole, like, you know, Tebow, the kneel and prayer. Like everyone's like, Tebow's a Christian. Yeah. Seth Curry's a Christian. Yeah. Praise God he's a Christian. But guess who else is? Me. Me. I am. And I'm awesome. And so are you. So is Kanye. You know? Like, and guess who's even better? Jesus. So we're getting to praise the one who's always been cool, whether he'll be in style, whether there'll be an album out talking about him or not. Jesus still is relevant and worth all of our attention and our affection. Period. Case closed. And that's good. Because it's good to, 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 to rest with him. So we, we celebrate what God's doing through Kanye's life, of course. And his old stuff doesn't reflect uh, what God has him on now. And God uses people with, with messy theology. I'm sure there's going to be moments when, I think I saw an interview this week, he was dropping an F-bomb and stuff, you know? And it's like, I could see people being like, yo, that's crazy. But God picks unlikely people in unlikely situations to, to get glory and to tell his story, you know, right? And so God's using them, and that's uh, awesome. Today, Let's pray and let's close that, that we'll, we'll get so outside of the box, we'll stay there, that we'll be outside with outsiders, we'll be present with people. And there's a story of a documentary that I got exposed to. It's called the, uh, it was done by the Exodus Cry. It was Nefar, Nefarious, I think's the name. It's all about sex trafficking. I mean, it'll, It'll humble you real quick. Watch that. You hear what's happening to little girls all across the world. And then there was, you know, these people that are pursuing to stop it and end it. And uh, there's a lot of causes that we need to stop and end. And, you know, that's, that's one of them for sure. But at the end of it, there was many women that were uh, living a life of prostitution. And there might even be people in the room that have experienced that and 
such a poor display of what God wanted to do through, through manhood and, and the abuse of that. And, and that's never a reflection of who God is for sure. Jesus is so much more patient. And these girls kept saying that Jesus would show up to them. These former prostitutes would show up to them in dreams. And multiple people had the same story. And he would show up in dreams. And he would just sit there. And they said they felt so much love. And they kept saying things like, well, I'm not worthy. Why are you by me? And I'm not good enough. And, and he just stayed. And he would hold them. And then eventually they just decided, I want to follow this Jesus. If this is what Jesus is like, I want to follow him. And I remember being so challenged when I watched that because I thought, why did God have to reach them in dreams? I was like, ah, oh, it'd probably be so hard to reach them in our natural state because we would see them in a certain way. It's so outside of our perspective to be that patient and that loving and that comforting. And that's the kind of love that I'm praying overwhelms us as we close. The love of Jesus that would show up in dreams to people no matter what background they're in. And that we would maybe then show up in people's lives so that they may be saved. Today, if you're here and you're like, man, I, I just want prayer for all of that. I'm not even sure all of what that means. But if you just raise your hand, and you're like, I want more creativity. I want more. I want to reach more people. I want to think outside. I want, I want a love that's deeper. I don't want to live in this box anymore. I want to bring sin to God today. I want to accept Jesus no matter where you're at. I'm believing the Holy Spirit is going to customize this for each one of us. God, you see these hands. You see the hurt. You see the desires and the dreams. You see the life of thrills. You want to sustain. You want to do something great through each one of us. I pray today that we don't feel like there's anything outside of your perfect intent. So we won't be prone to hide things from you. That as we're close to you, things will naturally fall off. We'll experience you more. I'm praying for the dream that was dormant. I pray for it to awaken today. I'm praying for the business idea. You think, oh, I can't do it. I'm praying today you hear you can. The pain and the frustration that's been overwhelming some people here. I pray today there's courage and peace and the comfort of heaven that passes all understanding. God, I pray that there's people in our mind that we know are far from you. And I pray today that you will use us in this moment to pray for them, that we will get close to them. No one's too far gone. In the name of Jesus Christ, we seal it. Holy Spirit, continue to have your way, we ask. We submit to your authority. And God the Father, we pray that you will be large and in charge always. Everything will be to the glory of you. We pray this in the power of Jesus. Amen. Breathe that in for a second. Come on. Love you guys. Thank you for outside October. Getting outside, seeing some different things, thinking of different ways. Next week, we're going to begin a new series. I'm excited about it. Um, November is going to be powerful. 
And as always, we'll be here Sundays, 10 a.m. and 11.30. Um, all races, all faces, you belong here. And we're going to keep loving the city one life at a time. And we won't stop until he makes all things new. See you next week, y'all. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.